What's happening, peoples? Welcome to the Tipping Point Podcast. I myself am your host, the Prodigal Son. I hope I can say something today that will inspire you, guide you, or some way let you know that everything's gonna be all right. What's happening? How y'all doing today? So today we're gonna talk about who do people say you are. And I got this from uh, when Jesus asked his disciples who do people say he is. So it's, I've been sitting thinking about it and praying about it and I was thinking that it's often we should oftentimes ask people, ask ourselves rather, who do people say we are? Do people think we're good people? Do you think we're bad people? You know you're going to have people say things bad about you and whatnot, but I think for the most part, the majority of people in your life should have a good standing on their opinion about you. Though the majority of people say you're a good person, then you're probably a good person. Same difference, vice versa. If the majority of people say you're a bad person, then well, we got some correcting to do. So basically, I'm going to break down Jesus. It's in uh, Matthew 16, starting in verse 13 through 17, where he uh, comes to the disciples and he says, who do people say he is? And so they said, uh, John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say some other prophet. But Jesus says, he asked them directly, but not who do you say I am? So then they said, well, we know you're the, uh, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. You know, you you are that dude who you say you are, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, when I study stuff in the Bible, I, I try to go back a couple chapters and see how did I get to where we are now. Because Jesus never asked this question before So I, I said Why did Jesus ask them at that point Who do people say I am And it was a uh, There was a lot going on at that time When Jesus asked about this Almost coming towards Not the end of his ministry But I guess you can say that But it was coming towards the end of uh, What he had going on He was about to be crucified and everything So I, anyway I went back to chapter 14 And it starts when Jesus feeds 5,000 Now take Jesus feeding the 5,000 and how I break down each of these points I'm going to make one of them is uh, what we do the second one is what we say the third one is knowing who you are and each time I think these are things where God shows through Jesus how he wants us to act with one another and then how he wants us to act with with God so the first one is uh, like I said come out of Matthew 14 and 13 and where Jesus feeds the 5,000 Now if you, if you think about this Jesus just found out John the Baptist was dead Or he had been killed Beheaded So he tried to go off and pray and be by himself But just because Jesus was so special The crowds of people came behind him and followed him So just imagine you hearing some terrible news Some loss of family or anything back on in your life As we all have experienced and you try to go get by yourself and just pray, think, and get your mind clear, like wrap your mind around the loss you just suffered, and then somebody comes and asks you for something. And it's hard to be that child of God that you are required to be that God wants you to be in a time when you're, you're, you're soaking, you're trying to cry, you're trying to get your mind clear, you, you need your me time. So, and I feel, so I felt Jesus when Jesus like, you know, he sat down and he tried to pull himself together knowing that John just got killed. But he said, nah, I got work to do. So, like I said, we're picking up in 14. So it says, 
As soon as Jesus uh, heard the news I'm sorry Picking up chapter 14 verse 13 It says as soon as Jesus heard the news He left in a boat to a remote area Who was headed and followed on foot From many towns Jesus saw a huge crowd As he stopped in the boat He stopped. He stepped from the boat And had compassion on them He healed their sick That evening the disciples came to him This is 15 And, he, and said This is a remote area uh, And it's already getting late Send the crowds away so they can can go to the village and buy themselves some food. That's what I love about GC. We when God sends something our way, sends a job our way. The first thing we do is try to pass out to somebody else. But if we see somebody hurting or need help on side road, out somebody else come along. The police will come along. Or whether we see when our family members struggling with something, we say, "Well, Mama gonna talk to him, or Grandma gonna talk to him, or Auntie gonna talk to him, or Sister, or Brother, somebody else gonna talk to him." We ain't got to do it. I ain't got time. I got things I got to do. I got my own kids right. So see, we always give a a reason why we. Can't do it <laughs> And that's why I love Jesus Because Jesus is On 16 he says But Jesus said That isn't necessary You feed them See it's not necessary For you to pass your job Off to somebody else You do it See it's not necessary For for you to uh, Pass this testimony That you're going to have This life changing moment You can have with these people You do it So 17 says But we only have Five loaves of bread And two fish They answered 18 says Bring them here He said then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus looked them. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About five thousand were men and women fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. So see. First of all, wrap your mind around. First thing Jesus did was pray. And he prayed to God and asked God to make way for what he was trying to do. And that's what we need to do. First thing first, before you even step up to the plate to accept this challenge, because first we need to make sure and get clear that this is God sending this our way. So when they say to get the discernment and understanding, you should talk to yourself first and say, if this is God, is this person or this thing that's in my in front of me that's needing my help, is this of God? So we have our conversation with God and then God gives you clarity and understanding that you know, yes, this is my purpose. I want you to do this. So then we step into it. So first thing we do is pray over the situation before you say yeah or nay you pray over the situation and ask God for clarity and understanding of the situation so you can know properly how to assist in the situation so then after he did that then he gave direction See that's what we lack. We don't. We don't want to. Often we when we get in our situation, we don't want to say do this or do that. But see, direction and and um, discipline goes hand in hand with God. So see, he had to give them instruction: do this, do that, sit here, do this, and give order. Because see, you have to have order in everything in life. That's why a lot of our lives are so chaotic because we have no order at all. We don't know our hair from our tail. We don't know if we're coming or going. We just trying to exist. We just trying to get from here to there. We don't even know we're here to there. It ain't a. We don't know if it's a, b, c, or d. We just trying to go to the next place and try to get to the next thing. So, and then at the end of that was so amazing to me. 
is that Jesus, well, God blessed Jesus and them with more than what they had. And that's how God is. See, you got your first, you got your test. When it was like, God, I don't even want a test right now. God, I'm hurting. Because don't forget, John, he just found out John was dead before he healed these people and fed these people, ministered to these people. So that's the first step when he's like, man, God, I don't want to do this. I'm mentally, physically, spiritually broke right now. Just let me pray and have my time alone. God's like, no, son, I have work for you to do. You are finna change somebody right here, right now. You're finna bring somebody close to me right here, right now. So God, so Jesus had to step in and step up to that plate and do what he needed to do. And see, he reaped the benefits after. Now they have more food than they even came with. And that's the same with God is you give your money, God will give you more money. You give your time, God will give you more time. You give you give things in the name of God and man, God will keep on blessing you. I promise you will. You just hold on tight and just be patient. And walk with God and let God show you. So the 14, chapter 14, 13 through 7, I mean through 21, that was pretty much, I think, in my opinion, how God wants us to interact with one another. Be willing to step up and help one another. Not passing the load off to somebody else, accepting the challenge that God has given us to change somebody's life. Be a be a uh, live our purpose. So B point one, this is B of point one. Where I feel that this is how God expects us to act towards God. And this starts in Matthew 14, 22. <laughs> so immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and go across to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. 23 says after sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself and prayed. Like I said, he's still mourning. Like don't think we think it's because Jesus is my figure that Jesus is not human too. Jesus still mourns, Jesus still hurt, Jesus still trying to stay on that, that connection with God. So it says, after sending them home, he went up to the hill by himself and prayed. The night fell and he was there alone. It's something about being alone that gives you some kind of clarity when you can just have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with God. And we, are, we have been conditioned to just hate being alone like it's something wrong with you for being alone. Of course, you shouldn't spend all your days by yourself, but sometimes you just need to get alone in the bathroom, in a closet, wherever you at. Just get alone by yourself and have a conversation with God. Have a conversation with yourself. Say, God, who am I? Ask yourself, who do you who who do I think I am? Who do I want to be? Who am I going to be? It's a it's a it's a, a powerful conversation to have with yourself and God. So it says, 24, it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. <laughs> See, you got to work for God a little bit. That little trouble kicked in, which is what we all go through. So the waves and got a little rough right down the water. So it says, Around about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. So what's going to happen is, well, I'll go up here. So, <laughs> so 26 says, When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. See, what happened was they didn't know who God was. See, you you, you, you have an idea of who God is. You know what I'm saying? You have a, and when I say God, I mean when God steps into your life, whether it's with people, whether it's with things, whether it's just with uh, certain circumstances, certain way the wind blows, the rain falls, or, you know, just certain things happen in life. you like, that wasn't nobody but God. See, certain, I, I done been in a rainstorm and I knew that God was telling me something. In that storm See I done had a, a conversation With somebody That just was a random conversation I said man that wasn't nobody but God Telling me that 
So they think my son did things. And I said, that was God speaking through him. An animal can do things. I know that God let showing me something. A garden can show you things, a sign from God. You have to have every aspect of your life open for God to talk to you. And once you open your mind and your body and your spirit up to let God talk to you any way he can, Oh man, the conversation is endless God will talk to you all day You and God will have a conversation while you're driving You and God will have a conversation while you're talking to somebody else See, I can be talking to you And I'm asking God to give me discernment while I'm talking to you And help me understand how to rationalize what I need to say to you To help God get through to you mm. That's powerful See, when you know what God look like When you know what God talk like When you know what God walk like See, that changes the game then See, now, now, now you're on the battlefield for God. See, now you're a soldier because you can hear God talking. See, now you've been, now, now you got, now you being led by the shepherd, see? See, now you're a part of the flock because you hear the shepherd's voice. You know your shepherd's voice. So it says in 27, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. 28 says, then Peter called, called him, Lord, if, you, if it's really you, tell me to come out walking on the water. Now, first of all, I give Peter credit because if you go back a couple chapters, excuse me, if you go back a couple chapters, Peter and the rest of the disciples were actually in a boat with God and they were scared and fearing for their life. This time it's beautiful. See, God keep on testing you a little more. God will turn the heat up just a little bit more each time. Once you pass one test, God going to turn the heat a little bit more because he make you something so strong and so powerful and so dynamic that he got to keep turning that heat up and Increasing that pressure on you just a little bit more just because it can get better and better and better. And then before you know it, you just walking in it. And you standing and folks seeing that light glow on you because they like, I don't know why they faith is so strong, but it's because God just keep on, keep on turning a little bit more pressure up on me. Keep on putting me through one more storm and I just keep on, keep on knocking out the ball, knocking it out the park because you got so much faith in God and so much understanding with God and you believe so strong in God that you know that God will bring you through anything, anything that comes your way. Even if it's not even meant even if it's not meant for your good like you know what I'm saying certain things we pray for that we want even when we don't it don't happen the way we want it to happen we still get that much more faith in God because I know God you closed that door because you got something better for me waiting see I wasn't meant to go through that door see even though I wanted to go through that door God you got an even better door for me so I'm gonna be patient and I'm gonna keep trusting you because I know you got something even better than what I wanted Lord God is awesome God I promise y'all he is If you just try him out So the Old Testament God told us how to act In the New Testament God showed us how to act By sending Jesus So Peter steps out on the water Pick up in 29 29 says Jesus told him come He said Then Peter got down out of the boat Walked on the water And came towards Jesus But when he saw the winds and, uh, and, and he was afraid And he began to sink He cried out Lord save me 31 Immediately Jesus reached out his hand And called him You have little faith He said Why did you doubt me 32 says And when they climbed into the boat The wind died down Then those who were in the blood uh, in, the, I'm sorry, in the boat worshipped him Saying truly you are the son of God So basically what happened here was Peter got exactly what he asked for he asked Jesus, could he come out the boat and walk like him? He asked Jesus, can I be more like you? Jesus said yes. And when he did it, he took his eyes off of Jesus. 
just like when we get our blessing, we take our eyes off of God. Instead of focusing on the gifter, we focus on the gift. The, every gift has an expiration date. The gifter never has an expiration date. The gifter is always there for us. So once you take your eyes off of God, say, think about it. When we're praying, we're in the midst of something. We're going through a storm. We're asking for a healing or we're asking for a breakthrough financially or physically, spiritually, or we're asking for a, a, a relationship. It's anything we're praying hard for. We're fasting and we're doing all stuff. Think about how close you are with God. It's like almost like you can feel the light shining off you because you just you are on one accord with God. You're on the main line with God. But it's soon as we get what we've been wanting soon as the storm is over we have our breakthrough we go right back to our old ways we start thinking the way we used to think we start acting the way we used to act start doing the things that we used to do how come we don't stay focused on God that's the question I ask myself and I ask others so the first two the A and B is what you do I think A is what you do with uh with God I mean with people I'm sorry and how Jesus fed the five thousand, and even when he was even when he was hurt and mourning, he didn't even want to do it, but he healed the people, he fed the people, because he had God, he had to do God's work. And I think B, when Peter steps out on the boat, this is how God wants us to have the kind of faith in Him, to so where we just step out on it, step right out of the boat in the midst of the storm, we jump out there and just trust God, no matter what. Like we know we're on one accord with God. So this is your boy, the prodigal son. I hope you have a blessed day, a blessed week. Until we meet again, may God continue to bless you, protect you, and uh, let you know everything's going to be all right. Deuce.